0: All right, take your Bibles this morning and turn to the book of Revelation, last book in your Bible, book of Revelation chapter 2, Revelation chapter 2, we're going to read several verses but we're really going to take one verse and use that as a a jump off point, we're going to look for just a a moment at the church at Thyatira, Uh, am I not on Okay? You're right. All right. Must have turned it off inadvertently. Revelation chapter 2. We're going to read verses 18 through 20, and then we're going to drop down to verse 25. Let's all stand together, and if your neighbor doesn't have a Bible, allow them to look on with you. Verse 18 He's addressing the seven churches, and the next church that he addresses here is the church of Thyatira. It says, and unto the, the angel of the church of Thyatira write these things, saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works, and charity, and service, and faith, and thy patience and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding. I have a few things against thee because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel which calleth herself a prophetess to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Now drop down to verse 25. But that which ye have already hold fast till I come. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father... We ask, God, your blessings upon this time together in your word. I thank you for each one that's here this morning, and I pray, Lord, you give us hearts that are, that are open to the word of God, hearts that are open this morning to the spirit of God, taking the word of God and ministering to us in a way that only you can on the inside. We ask, God, that, that uh, if there's anyone here this morning that does not know Jesus Christ as Savior, May they see that the very most important decision for them to make this day is to, to believe on you and trust you for the salvation of their souls. We ask God that, that uh, you would have your will and your way in, in this time together in your words. Speak to our hearts, and as you do, may we say yes to you, for it's in Jesus' name that we pray. All God's people said, amen. amen. You may be seated. He's addressing the church at Thyatira, and like I said, we're not going to spend a lot of time there, but Thyatira was a church that had, had done some good things and done some good works, but they had started to compromise, and, and they loosened some of their standards and allowed some things to happen. And, and uh, he, so he told them that because of that, he had somewhat against them. And then he, he uh, ended... His his uh, his his address to them by by simply by simply saying that which ye have already hold fast till I come. We're we're living in a in a day and age when uh, things are changing around us so rapidly. Uh, we're they're seeing the whole world change. We're seeing America change. You know, I've said this so many times. The America that we're living in today is not the America I was. I grew up in. It's not just not the same. It's not even the same America that we had twenty years ago. and uh, and and so things are changing. Because things are changing, uh, what what I'm finding is that it's it's real easy for Christians to let things slip and let things ride. And we talked about this a little bit in Sunday school this morning. We can get so involved in our own lives that uh, and there can be so much happening that uh, just inadvertently sometimes we, we lose grip on some of the things that are, that are, that are important. And, uh, you know, as, as Bible-believing Christians, uh, we need to make sure that we retain our distinctives and that we, you know, the Bible, Jesus said this, he said that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're different than the world. And there needs to be that, that line of distinction. There needs to be that, that difference. And the only way that we can sh- show that difference is by holding fast to, to some things that uh, God deems as being important and deems as being uh, necessary to be anchors in our lives so that people can see that we are different, that, that, that uh, Jesus Christ has made a change. You know, I, I look back at my life before I got saved, and I got saved at 17 years old. My life was one way when I got saved, and then it changed, and it didn't change it, as far as my relationship with God changed overnight, but my, my, my life began to change a little piece at a time, because I, I, something on the inside had changed. Uh, I'd become a new creature in Christ. And and that distinction needs to be obvious to all, but it's only obvious as we hold fast to some things that, that God wants us to hold fast to. So what we're going to do this morning is we're going to take a look at five different things that God says that we need to hold fast to so that people can see that Christ has made a difference in our life. Take your Bibles and turn with me to, first of all, to the book of Job, chapter 2. Book of Job, chapter 2. In Job, Job, chapter 2, just to give you a little background of what is going on in the book of Job. Job's a good man. He's a righteous man. He's a man who loves God. He's a man who sacrifices to God on a regular basis and does so not only for himself, but also does so for his children. He's a family man. Uh, He's been successful. And in one short period of time, God took everything, allowed Satan to come and take everything away from him, and uh, just because uh, God had bragged to Satan. And he said, hast thou considered my servant Job? And uh, he says, listen, he's he's upright, he's a good man, and he loves me. And Satan basically says, well, I'll tell you what, he does now, but you let me touch the stuff that he has, and he'll curse you to to your face. Uh, Then eventually he even said, let me touch his health. Now, he didn't take his life, but he took just about everything else but and, uh, and, and in the process, Job lost it all. And uh, the book of Job basically is uh, friends that stopped by for a week. They, they didn't say a word to him, and then they opened up their mouth. I think they would have been better off if they had they kept their mouth shut. But nonetheless, uh, they, they uh, spoke to him and gave, them, uh, gave him their advice, and it wasn't very good advice. But, but the, the thing that's interesting about Job, if you look in chapter 2 and look down in verse 3, and it says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, this is the second time, that there is none like, like him in, uh, in the earth, a perfect man and an upright man, one that, one that feareth God and escheweth evil, and still even though you took everything away from him, and still he holdeth fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. Uh, He had not sinned. It wasn't a chastisement move. Uh, Basically, it was testing, and just just to see uh, what meant more to Job, the blessings or the blesser. And, uh, and he proved himself. He proved himself that the, the the blesser was more important to him than the blessings. But the first thing that God tells us that we ought to hold fast to is hold fast to our integrity. What's integrity? Integrity is moral soundness or purity, incorruptness, uprightness, honesty. It, it encompasses value and purity and holiness and, and uh You know, uh, he retained that even though he was under immense pressure and even though he lost so much in his life, and and yet he still uh, praised the Lord and and appreciated his God. Uh, You know, the Bible says that one of the things that we ought to do, regardless of the circumstances, and circumstances shouldn't make a difference, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. Uh, that, that is a sign of integrity. And integrity is just uh, just uh, being, being right, being pure, being honest, uh, being morally sound, regardless of the circumstances and regardless of what happens in your life. Um, you know, you, you uh, take a look back in history, and, and I was told this, uh, that this was the case back many years ago that Christians could walk into a bank and uh, could say, listen, I, I, I want to get a loan. And, uh, and this is before my time, okay? But uh, say, I, I want to get a loan. And they say, oh, really? He says, yes, and I go to, and then they name the church that they went to. They went to First Baptist Church. They went to First Methodist Church. They went to whatever. They said, oh, okay, well, all right. Then uh, uh, how much do you want for the loan? And they gave them the loan based on just where they went to church. <laughs> don't try that in Auburn. Okay, uh, it's not going to work. It's not going. <laughs> it really isn't. Don't don't walk. You know, don't walk into a bank here in town and say, "Hey, I go to Freedom Baptist Church. Give me a loan." Uh, it's, it's it's not going to happen. Uh, but but the integrity was so high that they basically what they gave them. Uh, a loan on was based on their integrity. Uh, Proverbs chapter 22 and verse one says, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. You know, uh, a good name takes years to build up. Integrity takes years to build up and you can lose it in one moment. You can lose it in a moment. Hold fast Integrity. Uh, be known as a person of your word. Be known as a person of good character. You know, even, even more importantly than that, and that this is what I believe uh, was going on with Job. Be, be known as, as a person who loves the Lord with all your heart, regardless of the circumstances. Uh, circumstances are going to change. And, you know, we've seen it a lot. In the last five years, we've seen turmoil and we've seen circumstances change at the drop of a hat. You know, one Sunday we were in church back in 2020 and the next Sunday we weren't in church. Uh, You know, just uh, uh, because we had been hit by by the COVID virus and, uh, and nobody knew what to do or how to do it. But, you know, the the one thing that should never have changed during any of that time, your love for God should not have ever been in question. Uh, That's integrity. When When you love the Lord, when you do right, you know, Bob Jones Sr. used to say this, do right though the stars fall. In other words, what he's saying is regardless of the circumstances, do right. Uh, you know, they, they teach in, in public schools uh, courses and, and uh, thinking on situational ethics. There should be no situational ethics when it comes to a Christian. Uh, your ethics ought to be the same regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the situation. Uh, yes, you might handle things differently because there's a, a different circumstance or situation that co- comes across your path. But when it comes to being ethical, when it comes to being right, when it comes to being pure, when it comes to loving God, when it comes to loving others, that should never change. Uh, you know, do, do, do you retain, like Job did, would, would you retain your uh, integrity if you lost something precious to you without a cause. In other words, you're doing right. And I've, I've had this happen. If you're saved for very long, it's going to happen to you. You're going to be doing right. You're going to be smack dab in the middle of the will of God, and the bottoms is going to fall out. What do you do then? It ought to be steady as she goes. It ought to be my integrity does not even waive. Now, that doesn't mean I don't have struggles, and that doesn't mean I'm not not spending a lot of of time in prayer, possibly even arguing with God, and Job did. You know, you go through the, the book of Job, and he didn't understand what was going on. He was confused. I understand all that. But the one thing that did not change was his integrity, And you can see that down in chapter 2. Look in verses 9 and 10. It says in verse 9, "...then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity?" And she was amazed that he did. She said, curse God and die. Well, that wasn't the answer. And in verse 10, he gave the right answer. But he said unto her, "...thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh." What? "...shall we receive good at the hand of God?" And shall we not receive evil? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. He stayed true to God. Hold fast your integrity. People around you are going to waver. People around you are going to drop theirs. Don't drop your integrity. Hold it fast. Secondly, go to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And in Hebrews 10, look with me in verse 23. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. It says, let, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Second thing we need to hold fast is the profession of our faith. What is, a, what is a profession? A profession of faith is an open declaration, a public avowal or acknowledgement of one's sentiments or beliefs. In other words, it's, it's uh, uh, be, being willing to speak out for what you stand for and who you love and the fact that God is your savior. Uh, as a, as, as, as a, a Christian, if you have trusted Jesus Christ as Savior, you have a profession of faith. Now, here's my question to you. Do you have a profession of faith? Do you have a profession? You know, I, I, I've talked with folks and, and asked them, if you were to dying today, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? Well, I've always believed. No, you haven't. When you were a little baby wetting your diapers, you weren't believing nothing, okay? You were just believing that you need to be uh, fed and you <laughs> needed to be changed. That was about it. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, there, there wasn't any belief. Uh, the Bible says that except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Uh, you know, I quoted the verse, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Has there been a time in your life when there has been a change because of Christ? You believed on him. You were born again. When I was born physically, it was a particular time, a particular place, and it only happened once. It's not... You know, that's another thing. I've, I've, I've asked people, well, do you know for sure that if you died, you'd go to heaven? Well, I, I, I believe on God every day. Uh, no, that's not what I'm asking you. Is there a time when you were lost and now you're found? When you were going to hell and now you're going to heaven? Uh, it, it, the, the difference is trusting Christ and him alone as your Savior. Do you know for sure that your sins are forgiven? The Bible teaches, and this is, this is what I did the night I got saved, teaches that we're all sinners. We need to agree that we're all sinners. And because we're sinners, we deserve to die and go to hell for all eternity. For all eternity. Why? Because we've sinned against an eternal God, that's why. And so that's what we deserve for our sin. And the Bible says that we can't get out of that ourselves. We, we can't get forgiveness of sins by doing right. We can't get forgiveness of sins by, by uh, being baptized. I hate it when I go to a, a, a funeral and uh, some fella in a robe st- uh, stands up and says, uh, he received Christ at his baptism. No, he didn't. He was a baby for crying out loud. He received nothing at, at, at the sprinkling on the head uh you you you, ha- you have to you have to realize that you're a sinner on your way to hell and you have to realize that Christ is the only way to go to heaven baptism, church membership, being a good person, obeying the ten Commandments none of that stuff none of that can forgive sin the only thing that can get rid of your sin is the only person who can get rid of your sin is Lord Jesus Christ and uh, uh, you need to realize that it's through His death and His burial and His resurrection that uh, that you can be saved, and you can't do anything. As the Bible says it's not of works lest any man should boast. There's not going to be one person in heaven, saying, uh, running around heaven throughout eternity, saying, "I'm glad I'm here because I was good." What we're going to be saying is, I'm glad I'm here because, and then we point to Christ and we say, he is God and he was the sacrifice for my sin. And he paid the whole price because I was a pauper and couldn't pay a dime. I couldn't pay anything. And, and, and that's how you get a profession of faith Is by trusting Christ and Christ alone as your Savior. And the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you believe those things and ask God to save you, at that moment in time, you become born again. become a new creature in Christ. And God saves you and forgives all of your sins and gives you eternal life. What we're supposed to do is, once we get saved, is hold fast the profession of our faith. And, and that just, just simply means to, uh, to uh, uh, speak up and take a stand for that which we know is right. If you look with me in Hebrews chapter 10, look, look at verse uh, 23 again, then we'll continue down to verse 24. It says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. One of the things that provokes other people to do right is by you taking a stand for right, right. by you opening your mouth, uh, by you doing something that you know you're supposed to do. That's, again, uh, and I again spoke about this at, in Sunday school, but it's one of the reasons why we have an invitation. Because if God's speaking to your heart, you need to move. <laughs> You need to come down here, and you need to spend some time just doing business with God. Why is that so important? Well, it's not only important for you, but it's also important for others. You know what? Oftentimes, just you making a move will encourage someone else to make a move. Uh, You know, I remember back years ago uh, when God was dealing in my heart about full-time service and and being a preacher. And uh, I fought God and fought God and fought God on that thing and didn't tell anybody what was going on. Then one day, I I went to a a History of World Civilization class, and my friend Bob Hart, whom we've been praying for, uh, came in and sat down next to me and said, hey, guess what happened last night? I surrendered to full-time service. Boy, God's been dealing on my heart, and man, I finally got that thing right. That was the most miserable world history class that I've ever had. Uh, but you know what? I'm glad he spoke up. I'm glad he said something, because it motivated me that, you know what? I need to deal with this thing in my life. And, uh, and, and that, can be, that can provoke others to love and to good works. Uh, the basis of, of holding fast our profession is his faithfulness and love. Look back again, at verse uh, verse 23, let us hold fast that profession of our faith without wa- wavering for he is faithful that promise. In other words, he's saying he is faithful, he won't waver, so you don't have to either. You can be, you can be strong and you can be unwavering and again, under pressure and again, uh, when circumstances are less than good. Uh, you know, think about this. Remember what it was like when you trusted Christ as Savior. I, re- I remember that day very, very clearly. Uh, I got saved at 1 o'clock in the morning on February 20th, 1969, and I went home. I didn't go to sleep till 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. And I was so wired the next morning I got up, I told, I told my, my, uh, my dad, I told my mom. When I went to school, the next, the, 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 uh, well, the next time I went to school, I believe we were on a brief vacation, a couple of days, and I went back to school, I, I uh, told my friends what happened to me. Uh, do you still act like that? Is that vibrancy of your profession of faith? Is it still still active in you? Are you holding fast that profession? Do you tell other people about the Lord Jesus Christ? Uh, you say, well, I would, but I'm a little bit on the timid side. Take your Bibles and turn with me to first John chapter 4. I'll show you the solution to that. First John chapter 4. First John chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. In verse 16. It says, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Just fall more in love with your Savior. The more in love you are with your Savior, the more firm you'll hold on to your profession of faith and the, the, the less you'll fear telling others about what Jesus Christ has done for you. Another thing that we need to hold fast, if you'll take your Bibles and turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. And the day and age that we're living in is attacking what we believe. It's attacking your profession of faith. Uh, It's it's attacking your your integrity. Uh, The day that we live in is an attack on all these things that we ought to hold fast on. And the truth of the matter is people are dropping like flies. Because they are, it is absolutely essential that we stand for what's right. Um, You know, God always has, in every day and age, he's always got a remnant. Uh, It's not usually a very big group of people, but he's always got a remnant of folks that stay strong and stay right. You know what? I want to be part of that remnant. (laughs) I want to be part of that remnant. I want to be part of while while the world is, is uh, uh, falling apart and going to hell in a handbasket. I want to be standing for that which is right and which is true and for the God who's been my savior all these years. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, and this, this is part of it, verse 13. 1 Timothy. Hang on, I'll catch up with you here in a minute. 1 Timothy chapter 1. Uh, 2 Timothy, which is it? Hang on. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13. There we go. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. The third thing that he says to hold fast to is the form of sound words, of, of doctrine, of believing the right thing. Sound words are words that are proven. Sound words are words that are tried and true. By the way, This book has been proven over and over and over again. We ought to hold it fast because the truth of the matter is that's where truth is found. Uh, Jesus said, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Uh, You're going to find truth in the, in the, the, the pages of the word of God. And it says the form of sound words. In other words, you don't just say what you believe but you put a form to it. In other words, you put, you put action to your words, and you do so in faith and in love. Uh, you know, sometimes people get, get overzealous, and zeal is not a problem as long as you do it according to knowledge and as long as you do it in, with the right spirit and the right attitude and you have faith and you have love. There's a lot of things that I did when I was newly saved, that I wouldn't do exactly the same way that I did them then uh, because I didn't have the right attitude and I didn't have the right spirit. But the Bible says that we ought to hold fast the sound, uh, 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 the form of, of sound words. And, and uh, we need to, to believe what God has shown us in the Word of God and then live it and show uh, to other people that, that it works. Uh, don't, don't doubt in darkness what God has shown you in the light. Uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why it's so important for you to read your Bible every day and spend time in the Word of God. Because God's going to give you some things that you're going to need when the lights go out. He's going to give you some, and you know, I, I, I believe with all my heart the reason why Job was faithful when he lost everything was because he was faithful when he had everything, and and he got strong and fortified and believed some things about God, and then when the lights went out, when the darkness hit, when when things happened that confused him and threw him for a tizzy, he said, "Look, uh, I know who my God is," and he stuck firm and and stayed stable uh, simply because. Uh, he, he, he knew that, that God was right and God was true. And uh, don't, don't doubt in the darkness what God shows you in the light. Make sure you love God and make sure you love others uh, when, while you're holding fast. Sometimes, you know, we can, we can get a hold of the truth, but we can dispense it improperly. Uh, God says we ought to dispense it in faith and in love. Uh, there's times when you might have to reprove somebody. There's times when you might have to rebuke somebody. There's times when you might have to tell someone a hard truth. And I've told you this before. When I'm witnessing to someone, I don't don't ever enjoy looking into another person's eyes and telling them that because of their sin, they're going to go to hell for all eternity if they don't repent and believe on Jesus Christ. I don't like telling people they're going to go to hell. But because I love them, I will tell them. And hopefully, I'll tell them properly. And I'll tell them rightly. And they'll be able to see the fact that I care for them. Uh, if, you, you know, if, if you love somebody and you're doing it because you have faith in this book, uh, people will see that. It, it's not enough just to hold on to the, to, to the right thing. Uh, and to hold on to truth, but hold on to truth with the right spirit, and with the right attitude, and with the right, with the right heart. Um, you know, years ago, and, and I say years ago, it, it, it's been a continuing process over the years. I've come across different folks who have said, listen, uh, don't you think you need to sit down and rethink some of the things that you believe and I look at them very, very honestly and very curtly and say, no, I don't think I should. Because what I believe, I got out of this book. And this book hasn't changed. And if this book hasn't changed, then I'm not going to change because I'm going to hold fast. I'm going to hold fast onto those words. Go to First Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Another thing we need to hold fast to is hold fast to good things. Hold fast good things. 1 Thessalonians 5, and look down in verse 21. 1 Thessalonians 5, 21. It says, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. If there's any good things in your life, hold fast to those things. And there's, there's some things that the Bible says are definitely good things. First of all, it says the gospel's good. Romans chapter 10 and verse 15 says, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. You know, one of the things that this church needs to be known for and has been known for over the years and ought to be continually known for is to be a witness for Jesus Christ. Uh, we, we need to you know, if we, again, and I've said this so often, if we don't give it, if you don't give it, if I don't give out the gospel, who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? You know, uh, it's our responsibility uh, to this community and to the world to give out the gospel. Uh, the church needs to be known as a witnessing church, and we will be if we hold fast the gospel. Um, you know, we, we, uh, uh, I, I, don't have, I don't have a desire, never have had a desire to, to build a church and recycled church members from other places. You know what I'd rather see? I'd rather see people get saved and come here and, and help, have us help them to learn how to be a good Christian and be a good witness for Jesus Christ. That's the way to build a church. And, uh, and, and that will be done if we hold fast the gospel. Another good thing we're supposed to hold fast, Romans chapter 14 and verse 21. And we've alluded to this already. It says in 1421, it's good neither to eat flesh nor to drink wine nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth or is offended or is made weak. We ought to hold fast to a good testimony. Uh, in, in other words, there ought to be nothing in our lives that is so precious to us that we wouldn't give it up in order to be a testimony to somebody else. We, we ought to be squeaky clean in the things that we do. Uh, the Bible tells us very, very clearly to avoid even the very appearance of evil. If it, you, know, you say, yeah, but I, I had good intentions when I did this. Thing. Yeah, but what does it look like? Well, if it looks bad, then be willing to give it up in order to have a good testimony. You ought to have a good testimony, and and again, a good testimony is something that takes you sometimes years to build up, and it only takes a, a, a just a mere moment to destroy. Ephesians chapter uh, six and verse eight tells us another thing that we ought to ought to uh, uh, hold fast to. It says it's knowing. "...that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free." He's talking there about good works. We ought to hold fast good works. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 says, "...for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them." Um, you ought to be known for your good works. Now, you're not saved by works. You're saved by, by grace through faith. But we're saved on two good works. In other words, once a person trusts Christ as Savior and it, it believes on him, then God says, listen, I'm going to give you the ability to do good works. Hold fast to good works because those things are good. Then the last thing that we ought to hold fast to. Go with me to Titus chapter 1. Titus chap- chapter 1. And in Titus 1, look down in verse 9. He says, Holding fast the faithful word, as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Hold fast the faithful word. Why, why hold it fast? Because it's faithful. In other words, you can trust everything you find in this book. You don't have to doubt. You, you, listen, God has not only given, by, given the word of God by inspiration, he's preserved it throughout the, the ages. And if you have a King James 16 Bible, uh, you have the word of God. You can trust it. You can believe it. You have an every word Bible. Hold it fast. Hold it fast. Stick with a book. Uh, Don't quit. Uh, You know, the word will never let you down. Uh, You're you're having problems. You're having difficulties. You know, uh, it never ceases to amaze me. Oftentimes, when people have problems, one of the first things they do stop their bible reading. Then they stop prayer and then they quit coming to church. Those are the very things that will help you. <laughs> Those are the very things that will strengthen you that'll get you through the trouble that you're that you're going through why? Because the word itself is faithful. It's faithful. In other words you can you can depend upon it. Stick with the book, don't quit. And uh, and and spend time reading it. Spend time studying it uh, spend time meditating on it that means that you think about it you know there's the the, the message that I'm going to preach tonight and by the way I, I would encourage you please please come tonight um, we're, we'll, we're going to meet at six o'clock uh, it's going to be a different service totally different from from this uh, as far as the the message and the songs and so forth and uh, but uh, God has been, bring in a verse, a, a phrase of a verse of scripture to my mind for the past few weeks, just over and over and over and over again. And the message tonight is kind of a, an outbreaking of, of uh, thinking on those words. And it's something I think is real important for our church that I think we all need. I know I needed it. And um, uh, the Lord used that. Meditate on the word of God. Spend time in the book, thinking about the things of the Word of God, and know what you believe, and know why you believe it. Why? Well, so that you can convince the gainsayers, so that you can you can give arguments, and you can you can uh, reason with people, and uh, and let them know why God is good. Uh, you know, one, one of the one of the the, the uh, things that oftentimes comes to people's lips is, why does God allow difficult situations and sometimes really extremely tragic situations to happen to to people that are trying to do right? Uh, Well, you get into your Bible and you'll find answers for things like that. And you can can, uh, find that God is faithful and his word is faithful and we need to hold fast to that faithful word. So there's five things. That God says, listen, in th- and I believe in, in these last days more than ever before, we need to hold fast to these five things. Hold fast to your integrity. Don't let that thing waver, don't that th- let that thing be compromised. Uh, keep it strong and keep it pure. Hold fast to your integrity. Hold fast to your profession. Speak out for Jesus Christ. Let people know. That you're a Christian, I think one of the most tragic things in eternity will be coming across people that we knew in this life that eventually got saved, but they didn't get saved because of our testimony because we didn't have one. We never told them how they could know Christ as their Savior. Um, hold fast to f- the form of sound words and and put put. Action to what you know in the Bible. Uh, hold fast to good things and hold fast to the faithful word. Uh, the time for for half-hearted Christianity is over. I mean, honestly, folks, time is running out. Uh, we, you know, it, 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 it's it's true. No matter when you say this, and I understand that we're closer to the second coming than we've ever been before, because you know, we're going in that direction. We don't know when it is, but we know it's closer. But you listen, uh, we don't know the day or the hour, but if, if you haven't noticed the times and the seasons, you've been asleep at the switch, okay? Uh, this is the time to not to let some things go, but hold some things fast. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heads bowed and eyes closed no one looking around, just before we we pray and then have our invitation, I want to ask you a question. Most important question anybody could ever ask you, and it was the most important question that was ever asked me, and that is this. If you were to die today, are you absolutely positive that you go to heaven to be with the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you have that profession of faith because you have trusted him and him as Savior? you realize you're a sinner on your way to hell and you repented of your sin and you turned to Christ and you believed on him and him alone for your salvation. If you know that for sure, I wonder with every head bowed and every eye closed, just raise your hand as a testimony to that fact. Say, Pastor, here's my hand. I know for sure I'm saved because I've trusted him as my personal savior. All right, thank you. you. Put your hands down. How many of you would be just as honest and say, I don't know that for sure. Quite honestly, it bothers me. And I'd like to know for sure. All right, thank you. I see that hand. That's good. All right, anyone else? Just say, just by lifting, I'd like to pray for you. Anyone else like that? Say, I don't know for sure. If I died today, I'd go to heaven. But I'd like to know. You're here this morning, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but Christians, are you holding fast those things, or have you let some of those things slip? Listen, it's easy to let them slip, and we need to be reminded. That was the purpose of this message this morning was to remind us we need to hold some things fast. Let me encourage you to to let God know this morning that if you've let some things slip, you're not going to let them slip anymore. You're going to retain those things. You're going to put your grip back on them and get it back in check. Father, we pray that you would work in hearts this morning. I thank you for... The hands that were raised, uh, not only those for uh, the fact that they, people have trusted Christ as Savior, but I thank you for that hand that was raised that said they didn't know for sure if they died, they'd go to heaven. Lord, what a privilege it would be for us to be able to show that person how they could know for sure they'd go to heaven before they die. We'd love to do that. And Lord, I pray that you continue to work on that person's heart. Lord, you know who that person is. I pray, Lord, that you would minister the word of God to them by the spirit of God. And I pray that during this invitation, that person come forward, take my hand, say, Preacher, I need to be saved. We'll put someone with them and show them from the word of God how they can know that for sure. I pray for folks that may be here this morning that have let some of those things slip through their grasp. Uh, Lord, that's understandable. I've done it as well. Father, I pray that today would be the day that we would retain our grasp on things that matter, on things that you tell us that we're supposed to hold fast to. And we'll be careful to thank you and to praise you for us. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that we do pray. Amen.